President Trump wants to pour $1 trillion into fixing everything from the nation's roads and bridges to trains and airports over 10 years, all with the goal of upgrading what is undeniably a shabby transportation system. At the same time, he wants to bring the energy transmission and distribution network up to date and give more Americans access to faster internet service. Welcome to CQ Roll Call's Week Ahead podcast. I'm Randy Willarius, sitting in for Sean Zeller, and I'm joined today by Jacob Fischler, our transportation reporter. Jacob, where is the $1 trillion going to come from? Uh, Well, that's a great question, Randy. President Trump has said it's going to be a mix of public and private uh, sources. His initial plan during the campaign uh, talked a lot about getting private investors, but there's really been no details on on how that's going to happen or even where, uh, where the public element is going to come from. We have had some reaction from members of Congress in terms of the private sector willingness to put money into their states. Can you tell us a little bit about their resistance? Republicans and Democrats are are a little bit wary of this for different reasons. Um, on the Senate side, especially the the chairman of of a couple of influential committees, uh, John Thune of South Dakota and uh, and John Barrasso of of uh, Wyoming, are representing rural states, obviously. And there's this idea that uh, if you want to do private investment, investors will have to uh, buy into a project that that will return them profit. Um, That's a lot harder to do in areas with a lower population, places like Wyoming, South Dakota, and other places that are kind of bases of Republican support. Barrasso's committee, the Environment and Public Works Committee, held a hearing earlier this year kind of on the needs of of uh, rural America in terms of transportation and infrastructure. And the messaging from that was really clear that uh, private investment is not, it won't work really well in those areas. The worry being there simply aren't enough drivers on their roads, on those roads to pay the cost and deliver a profit. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're talking about uh, private investment in infrastructure, in order to make a, make your money back and, and a profit, you need a revenue stream on uh, surface transportation that's that's likely to be a toll, you know, toll roads, toll bridges, tunnels. The other thing is that if you're uh, if the focus on an infrastructure legislation is going to be uh, maintenance and uh, and repair work rather than on new projects, that's also not really going to be profitable. So you know, fixing fixing potholes in in Wyoming is not you, you can't toll that in order to to make your money back. Didn't Congress just enact legislation on transportation? We had an aviation authorization last year. We had a five-year highway and transit authorization the year before that. Why isn't that legislation dealing at least with the transportation problem? If you talk to some conservatives, uh, they will tell you that uh, infrastructure really shouldn't be a priority of this Congress because we had this big um, surface transportation bill in, in December 2015. But that law, that it's called the FAST Act, uh, it authorized only a relatively modest increase in federal transportation funding. I think it's about $4 billion per year. And folks like the the, uh, the civil engineers groups and other kind of advocates for more infrastructure spending, they don't really see that as enough. And it, the needs out there kind of require a, a greater investment than that. You mentioned $4 billion per year in the FAST Act. $40 billion? 
I, I think it's it's four billion above what was authorized under the previous authorization. So I think it's fifty six billion versus fifty two. Thank you. How bad is the problem? We recently had the engineers putting out a report. Tell us about that. Right. So the uh, the American Society of Civil Engineers they do this report card every four years, um, kind of looking at at what the needs are. Uh, this year, the uh, the overall GPA over sixteen categories was uh, D plus. Obviously, not great. And uh, kind of the, the numbers aspect, the group projected a, a funding gap. So the difference between expected spending and, and what they think ought to be spent is uh, over the next 10 years is about $2 trillion. Uh, twice as much as the president would like yeah. to spend. The president wants to include more than just transportation in this legislation. He's mentioned energy, he's mentioned broadband, even VA hospitals. What are the implications of trying to do a bill that encompasses such a broad definition of infrastructure? Uh, well, it could really complicate the legislation to get anything done because you're going to be talking about just a lot more people at the table, uh, lawmakers, committees, interest groups, different people with different agendas and uh, different priorities for what they want to see included. Um, there is kind of you know precedent for having done these kinds of collaborative bills in the past, but, but it does make the process harder legislatively. Is Congress working on any of this already? <laughs> That's a good question. Quietly, I would say. Nobody's saying anything publicly. Uh, it's not the focus of leadership in either chamber right now. But if you talk to some of the, the committee leaders, uh, Bill Schuster, Republican of Pennsylvania, uh, the chairman of Transportation and Infrastructure in the House, you know, he is confident uh, that they could have a bill ready to go very shortly if they need to. Um, but he's also wanting to work closely with the administration and make sure that they're, in terms of a timeline, they're on the same page. There's been talk of linking an infrastructure bill to other legislation, particularly a tax overhaul bill. What are the pros and cons of doing so? The pros would be it could create a lot of money to, to do an infrastructure bill. So if you, one, one idea out there is to do tax repatriation, uh, so foreign, uh, Income on uh, overseas income of U.S. companies uh, brought back uh, estimated about two hundred billion dollars could be used for any number of things, uh, uh, transportation or not. People see that as a opportunity to do kind of deficit neutral transportation investment. It, it could help bring both parties together to to compromise on things that they otherwise might not. Uh, so so the Republicans get a tax cut and the Democrats get some infrastructure spending. That, that's exactly right. Right. Uh, What's the timeline for action? You mentioned Bill Schuster and his ambition a minute ago, but should we be expecting better roads or trains or airports anytime soon? Not anytime in the immediate future. Uh, the In terms of when we see a bill, it's kind of been all over the place. Transportation Secretary Elaine Chow said recently uh, it could be as, as early as next month. Um, she's also said sometime this year there's been talk that because of a, a packed legislative calendar, it might have to uh, happen in 2018. In terms of when we will see improvements, um, that's a really tricky issue. Some of the Republicans uh, who are involved have been pushing kind of the idea that uh, overhaul of regulatory standards and permitting should accompany any kind of, of big investment. Right now, a lot of people of both parties would say that it takes too long for, uh, for federal permits to, to come and, and for 
construction to kick in. Up to, I think, five years is the average environmental impact study um, on big projects. And uh, shortening that is, is something that, that we could see in legislation this year. Trump has also said that projects that get money through this initiative should be ready to go in 90 days. Um, so we'll see. So basically, Jacob, what you're saying is that uh, nothing's going to be happening in Congress very soon. And if anybody has a pothole needing fixing, they'll need to do it themselves. Yeah, if I were a, a state uh, looking to, to repair my roads, I wouldn't be uh, holding my breath for, for federal dollars. Thank you, Jacob Fischler, CQ's transportation reporter. Randy, thanks for having me. We're following discussions in the administration as it seeks to formulate a legislative proposal, and CQ will be there if and when Congress goes to work on that legislation. This is Randy Willarius. Thank you for joining us. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and on NPR One.